Yeah, so I hear him. He says, uh, I'm just at work, and I just hear him say things like, uh, Well, I was uh, I, I was playing bass guitar uh, when I was 20, and uh, I was pretty cool. And, <laughs> and it was pretty cool. And then I moved into really playing you know, lead guitar because uh, they really wanted me to be the front and center of it. Uh, then I moved into directing films. This is while he's at his cubicle wearing a headset, uh, attempting to sort of, uh, I don't know, ingratiate himself with the other nerd loser staff who have, you know, uh, little sort of toys. You know, they uh, have their, like, Gundam toys. They're just yeah, they're little, grown like, men with Gundams and, and, and little Power Ranger toys. Those, and like, one... giant head toys that look like fucking B actors and, like... Side actors in a sitcom. There's nothing like a middle-aged man who's what past his prime. What do they call the Funko Pops? Sure. I, 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 ha- I actually have one because uh, HBO, when uh, I worked for the Cox campaign, they give us, like, season three of some show we've never seen. I'm like, oh, great. Thanks for season four of Carnival. <laughs> <laughs> but they also, like, uh, every once in a while, they throw, like, weird stuff. And I got a Funko Pop of T.J. Miller, and that's the only one I'll ever own. Beautiful. I mean... <laughs> Famous rapist I mean, T.J. Miller. Yeah, <laughs> someone to live up to it. I what? think. I, I imagine his Funko Pop looks exactly like your actual figure, just <laughs> short, squat with a beard, just red eyes, and yeah, like sandals and Cheeto stains <laughs> on his shirt. Yeah, actually, that's that's not that far off. Anyway, tell you what, I'd like. I'd like a Jeffrey Epstein Funko Pop. <laughs> <laughs> just on a little plane. Little children and hula hoops everywhere. <laughs> He's got like that that Austin Powers bed in the plane. Yeah, <laughs> Only like when instead of playing Barry Manilow, it plays like Nintendo. That's right. <laughs> it's like do 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 do. Yeah, they should. Do make I make you horny? <laughs> Actual baby. They should make a. <laughs> they should make a Cabbage Patch doll that looks like Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Jeffrey Epstein Barbie. <laughs> Who's that Pokemon? Yeah. It's Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Well, oh, man. Imagine you know, my surprise to find out Pizzagate is real. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what else are we going to find out? The chemtrails. That's the, that's the next thing. <laughs> yeah, it turns out We've the earth was it. flat. Finally. Finally. <laughs> All that, all of your autism is actually because of uh, the flu <laughs> yeah. vaccines that you've been taking. Um, the veil is gone. They're, the frogs are actually turning gay. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> just uh, the next pride parade has just a bunch of frogs. <laughs> it's like a frog farm. We're here. We're queer ribbit. Uh, yeah. Um. Yeah, no, this was, uh, yeah, we haven't done this in a while. How you been, man? Huh? What's been going on? What's been going on <laughs> with, with me? It. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you know, the usual work, seeing the kids. Uh, did another show in Bathurst. Drove up uh, with, uh, well, went to Moncton, met Gislaine Cormier, and drove up the rest of the way in his giant yellow Jeep. Nice. And then back and at like the same night and fucking we back here. We so. all bomb in the yellow jeep. <laughs> yeah, if anything, it was a soft bomb. But <laughs> yeah. Actually, yeah, I, I did okay. But we're not here to fucking talk about how I did at a fucking comedy show. <laughs> That's not that kind of show. <laughs> did you? <laughs> 
Did you do male Penningtons? Oh, always. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't your, feel the same. It's than, your free bird. Oh, I, I, I did a surprise drunk set at uh, O'Leary's on Friday. As in, you surprisingly got drunk, or oh, I, I was drunk and uh, I wasn't there to perform. But uh, the show had ended early, and John asked me to get up, and I did the best crowd work I could with two people I didn't know. Oh, cool. <laughs> Where are you guys from? I was here. Yeah, Marase. Yeah. What do you do for work? I got crowd work done on me. Did I tell you that? Oh, no? Really? Yeah, Rich Voss did crowd work on me. <laughs> what did he say? He attempted to do crowd Well, he did crowd work on me. He said... Yeah. Which horrible country are you from? Yeah. <laughs> I go, Canada. And I got to laugh. It's pretty good. It's not bad. Wow, you, you killed in the, in the audience. Not there, bad. So not bad. I, got, I came back and he says, uh, what do you work? And I said, IT. You, you got a girlfriend? I said, no, just we broke up. I, she said, he says, uh, how come? I said, her clip was too big. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's not bad. It's not bad. I got a chuckle, but I don't know. I felt bad about uh, you know interacting in that because it always sounds like as though whenever someone does crowd work back at you, but you know whenever you're doing crowd work and someone attempts to sort of one up you, it always you always I I always think oh this is this guy's trying to upstage me or something like that. Yeah. You know whenever it happens to me. Yeah, but you're not Rich Voss. <laughs> yeah. I mean yeah, but I mean I'm sure he came out on top. Yeah, he probably yeah, he he yeah, he destroyed me. I I I, I bowed out very quickly, so <laughs> Yeah. Imagine um, uh, going up against Todd Berry like the Oh, where are you? <laughs> yeah, oh, was Clint, was too Clint, East, <laughs> Clint Eastwood he suddenly turns into Dum Dum Oh, are you where the where in the hell which godforsaken desert of shithole are you from? <laughs> Why don't you go back to your goddamn godless country? <laughs> <laughs> Where do you work? I I actually work in the IT department, sir. Oh, IT, huh? Wow, way to break a stereotype. Get get a load of this guy. Yeah, it's really. I mean, it's uh, like being in being in New York. I mean, the drug. If we had actually paid Air Canada to treat us. We said, listen, here's a bunch of money. If you could please make our journey there and back as impossibly horrific as possible, that would be great. I don't think they would have done as great of a job as they managed to do (laughs) when we expected them to. uh, Yeah, we, on our way there, it was great. I mean, you know, it was fine. I stayed the night at John's house. Very awkward. The cat immediately hates me. Uh, okay. Apparently, it hates everyone. It's just it's abandoned. Like as soon as it comes in, it just keeps swatting at you. Like the cat just it, it full name, claws get along out. Fine. No, 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 not John's, not John, uh, John's dad's place in oh, Fredericton. John's dad's place. Okay. His fucking cat just keeps scratching at me. I had to shut the door, and through the night, it's just scratching at yeah. the door, attempting to try to you know scratch, uh, maul my face off. I'm gonna like, take Do you. Your hear face me? Off. I just want to. I want a pack of cigarettes. What <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so we think, all right, this is the worst part, right? You know, this awkward sort of sitting with the dad. And I tried to. I walked in. I tried some crowd work on him. I said, "Hey, 
How's it going, everyone? And he said, good. <laughs> wow, nice, nice, nice weather out there. He says, yep. So, all right, all right. Thanks, thanks, thanks a lot. I like how John's you call dead. all yeah. small talk crowd work. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's all. Cr- <laughs> yeah. Hey, what's the time there, fella? The yeah. Three forty. Oh, what a great crowd work. <laughs> <laughs> um, Would you look at your watch or something? Oh. Yeah, we went there. We're, we're on the plane, and he's saying, "All right, no, it's fine. Everything's great. It's a nice, bright, sunny day. A few cloud, little cloud cover as we." fly into Montreal yeah and we walk off the plane there's just a crowd of people and you never want to see this at the airport we walk off the airport and just a crowd of people hands clutching their head looking at the screen oh, oh no and I just look up and I just see I haven't got my glasses and all I can see is all the blues suddenly turn into red 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 oh like a I scene say, in like a home alone movie <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, (laughs) that's where i started screaming too who's kevin happy flight you filthy animal um and uh yeah so we go up to the oh man such such an like awkward airports eh? what an awkward place (laughs) wow if if only there was uh like any jokes about airports anyone's made any observations about airports (laughs) um well you know and uh, when as soon as your flight gets delayed or something happens with the flight, every you, there's something about airports and all the blinking lights and the screens that makes people's brains just fall apart immediately. And you yeah. head for the one person that you're seeing behind a counter, and just all of the anxieties that you've had. You know, the you you had skin disorder when you were a teenager. <laughs> your girlfriend left you. Uh, penis is too small. You know. I'm not talking about me personally, Brian. Yeah. I don't know why you're looking at me like that, but you well, know, I was just, just thinking if, about your I tiny just, penis. I was just riffing about sort of other people's problems. Yeah, and, and, and they only ever hire for uh, that particular job in an airport the kind of person who would ask for the manager. That's the only ever person that they hire for that. Like, uh, can I can I see a manager? Oh, I've been prepared for this, <laughs> <laughs> bitch. Please, no, no managers. Yeah, there's no. Yeah. So John gets in line first because I, of course, in the panic of my passport, lose my baggage tag. So I have to go back out to try to get a bag tag again. It's a whole nightmare. So he goes and stands in line with Air Canada. Right. And uh, this is a boring story, but I will attempt to make it as interesting and flavorful as possible. Sweet. Airline stories. (laughs) Go ahead. One, two, three, go. as, (laughs) As I was walking back, I see just this lady... You know, you know, I'm about to go to a thing called Skank Fest, right? Yeah. And this lady is, she's screaming into her phone. I am about, she's full tears. I am about to miss most important day of my career, all because of these stupid. Cl-. So they had canceled all of the flights. Yeah. Uh, so none of the oh, flights she, were like, flying. Flying to go blow the boss or something like that. I have no like, idea. I don't know what she was. She was like, "Excuse me, miss. I need. Uh, I need more uh, details for my anecdote. What are you missing? Exactly? Classic yoga pants, white sneakers. Uh, the, the exact way you want to dress for the most important day of your career. I guess so. And, Did you wear uh, your Lululemons? As I, mm. I, uh, I, I, I don't want to say, ma'am. I, you know, I'm, 
I'm about to go to Skankfest, so I mean, we are equally having some. Our, our situations are kind of matched in their importance. I'm, I'm going to see the Puerto Rican rattlesnakes, so um, if you could fuck off, please. So John stands in line first, and then I come in a little bit late, and there's one. Uh, you know, there are two people, and there, there are two. There's one older lady, and then another younger girl in front of me, and John's in front. Of, I said. Uh, you know, John turns around. Well, I'm trying to talk to him about what has happened to me. Yeah. You know, about the flights and things. And he's we're talking over two people. So John just asks one of the ladies. He says, uh, uh, "You know, uh, we're flying together. Is it all right if I come? You know, if he just if he comes and stands with me? You know, because we were flying together essentially." Yeah. And they looked at him like as though he had just spoken in a different language, as though he was just sort of started muttering in in Chinese at them. Yeah. And then, as and then, and then he had aggressively asked them to just drop their trousers and start masturbating. Uh, and they're just like, "What?" And, and then <laughs> he said, did right. Like and then just... yeah, then, then I did. Um, and so I said. And that got you in first class. So I, I, I had to passively, aggressively say, John, never mind. I'll just stand here while you stand there, you know. And so we just stood. We, we had to talk over the two of them while we were standing, waiting there for about, must have been 45 minutes in line, trying to get some understanding of what to do. And <laughs> anyway, we have to get our, what happened, the flight gets canceled. So we decide. We have to go get our. Why was the flight canceled? By the because way? of the cloud, because there was some sort of storm over. Oh, okay, because you were gonna say because of clouds, like they're in the sky often. Yeah, there was. So there were there was some whoa, clouds. They, clouds. They, they, if they don't have cl- <laughs> if they have clouds, uh, it's little known fact. No, no flights ever travel. I, I, no one said anything about any clouds. I'm sorry, I'm a pilot, but I, I don't deal How with. How dare you I have clouds. clouds? And uh, so. Unless we're talking about vaping, if you know what I mean. Uh, so she, uh, so they cancel our flight. So we like, all right, what do we do? So we just have to, we have to, they said that the, the, the next flight that we can take is the next day, the next day. So we have to wait. We have to basically hang out in the, ne- in the airport, they're saying. And she's like, all right, well, we have to go get our bags. And, uh, so we make our way out <laughs> to go get our bags. And we were waiting there and we're waiting next to the Air Canada uh, desk they have to let us out so that we can get back in to go to the carousel to, and there's one guy I mean it's amazing how some even today I, I, I'm i just amazed at the kind of thing that people just just fall out of people's mouth Yeah. Um, so one guy he looks like as though he might you know he's an older older dude ponytail white, white hair ponytail big glasses um, you know shorts he looks like he owns a shirt uh no he looks like he sort of owns a sort of quirky record store uh, like tim robbins and high fidelity correct uh, <laughs> just reeks of patchouli uh sort of like that and he goes up and he has his bag over there and he's, he's like rifling through man some that's groovy <laughs> yeah the girl the lady asks him for his boarding pass while we're waiting by the uh the counter and he's he's looking through some things, and she's looking at his bag, and she says, "You know, you shouldn't have left it there," because he walked away from his bag, and he says, "Why did you think it was going to blow up?" Oh shit! Right now, and she says, <laughs> "And I mean, I start, 
I mean, that is hilarious. I mean, could you yeah. imagine if I had said something like, if someone like me had something like that, immediately I'd imagine just the red dot on my head and my brain's just fl- you, flying like, off. You just like black out for a second and then like wake up with your hand, hands cuffed behind your back or something. Like someone yeah. would have came out of a wall. Yeah. I mean, like fucking tasered immediately. Uh, and she's like, she immediately looks at him. She's just, you cannot joke about things like that. You cannot do, you cannot say that. He's like, what, 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 what was wrong? What, what did I say? Like as though he had never said it. Man, Tim Robbins just has no idea. And then immediately, immediately after that, he got checked for random security, like a random security check. And then there were two security guards that came in and sort of took him away. That turned Brutal. out that he was a... Uh, Not good crowd work, if, if I have to... Turns out he was actually a card-carrying member of the Caliphate. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They've infiltrated all of the Backstreet she- Records. <laughs> He's like, Sharia Law, that, that's groovy, man. Like That's, that's right. Uh, you know, it's far out to... <laughs> to They're doing their own... Yeah, ISIS is doing all its recruiting at Oceaga now. There's <laughs> going to fucking Grateful Dead concerts and... Yeah. Fish like fish shows. Yeah, he was more like a. He looked like more like a Sonic Youth kind of person. You know, I have a real <laughs> opinion about like it. He was on his way to a, like a broken social scene concert. Kind of. He like get into extended arguments how Gigi Allen is sort of a, a real <laughs> pioneer. Well, you see vinyl like if you just have the it's right. It's like sense, his like though. mental illness is really like art. You know, it's because like we're all like mentally ill. You know. <laughs> Uh, I mean, so like, like, if you think about it, if you think about it, like shit is really like capitalism. That's why he was eating it, right? You see, uh, in, inside we're all trying to stick a bottle of ketchup up our assholes. So that's, yeah. that's... anyway. And then so we decide to take a six-hour. We say, all right, fuck it. We're not gonna. We're not gonna hang out at the airport. We're not gonna buy a hotel room. So we decided to take a. <laughs> try to rent a car. <laughs> Rent a car and drive from Montreal to New York. Now that sounds like hours. the plot of a Steve Martin John Candy movie. Yeah. There was no train associated with with. There was a one uh, jolly. There, there were no jolly fat people, uh, and there was no comedic genius involved. There were just two mediocre open bikers <laughs> on their way to just being passive aggressive with each other because they're so tired. And of all of the comedy that I watched, I mean, the only comedy that I found completely repulsive was John's, uh, John put on a album, some sort of storyteller album on the Spotify, and it was horrendous. I mean, it was one of the worst things I'd ever listened to. Who was it? I have no idea. He has some sort of podcast that he, they go over jokes or something. Let's talk about jokes, baby. Oh, or let's something. talk about sets. Or something like that. Uh, I've heard that podcast. That podcast is all right. I don't know what kind of comedian the guy is, but apparently an awful one. Oh, it was either a story. I don't know why, whether, whether or not it was just my mental state. Did you get to understand John's process a little better through that? <laughs> yeah, and I was. I, 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 oh, I get it. He really doesn't put jokes into it. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to. <laughs> there were like five, ten minutes where I was waiting for a joke. It's just him telling, attempting to tell a story. Without any punchlines, without Just any jokes like, peppered I in. I seem to recall... Uh, he's bombing on his own album. <laughs> it, it sounds like as he's bombing as he's... Because it's just silence. Yeah. I was like, how is this comedy, John? 
He's like, well, this is the kind of kind of stuff I was kind of thinking about in my one man show, and I immediately wanted to drive into <laughs> the just, main forest, grab the wheel, and go into a tree. Yeah, yeah. And uh, man, getting out of Montreal is hell. That freaking that. I mean, I was in charge, supposed to be in charge of the 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 uh, the traffic directions, and I have. I have a bad sense of directions when yeah. driving in Saint John, let alone attempting to drive in Montreal. And of course, I got us lost, and you know, took yeah. us an extra half hour to get out of Montreal and rush our traffic. Why didn't you guys just use Google Maps? That's what we were attempting to use. <laughs> I was supposed to look. I was supposed to direct him, and I did a piss poor job of it. And I took us off an egg the wrong exit and it, it was a it was an and eventually we got the we went to we went through maine and uh we're just so tired and um just sort of snipping at each other yeah. you know quietly john's just like shut up bitch yeah <laughs> well there was a lot of, it was fine it, it wasn't it wasn't bad it, uh the most harrowing part was driving for John to drive into into New York City. And even though it was late, he was driving through Manhattan into into Queens where our where our Airbnb was. Yeah. And we had to drive yeah, we had to drive through and we were driving over the Brooklyn Bridge and we nearly died. Uh Really? We nearly died, yeah. That was it, not John's fault. We he was uh he was uh what was he doing i think he was just trying to turn into a lane he had signaled and everything and there was a guy he was going like you know 70 miles an hour yeah. on this high, on this just on this bridge which is like the the speed limit is barely what 30 or something yeah like regular and, in town speed limits yeah this guy's and just like i'm driving over here john just like the, and he just all I could hear is just a and John just in the nick of time just managed to swerve out of his way and all I could feel because the car was just a tiny car the car the, the other car was going so fast and it was an SUV yeah it's the wind from him speeding rocked the entire car Jesus Christ even though like, could you imagine if he had actually hit him um, you guys would have for sure been fucking dead. On yeah, we were 100%. Like, I was like over there, like an asshole, like taking pictures of the fucking Empire State Building because it was lit up. And uh, yeah, we nearly died. And um, imagine uh, the city uh, has a thousand stories, and one of them's about two assholes from Canada who got fucking hit by some other asshole in SUV. God. Did he fucking, did that guy get mad at you too? Like, did he start fucking like. No, he drove off the and then he just laid on the horn yeah. while he's driving off. I was like, you killed us, man. You nearly. Anyway. He's like, what What a bunch of forgots. <laughs> yeah. The only, you, you don't, in New York, we don't find, I never found, I never met one rude person in New York ever. Except like, that, like, one guy who you'll never see. We, we all you find is just people. You, you're just walking and tra- walking in the because we didn't really drive. We were just taking the train everywhere. Yeah. And all you would find is just people laying on the horn while they were in traffic, while they were just driving normally. <laughs> and John is. We keep looking at each other. What is? What was that horn for? There was no, I mean, c- coming from here, I guess you just don't understand what the mentality is of the people on the road. Like, 
Apparently, it's just literally a lot of come on. <laughs> They're like just constantly laying on the horn. It doesn't understand. I don't understand. Anyway, and uh, yeah, so the first night is. I mean, we reached there about midnight. Lose an entire day. We were supposed to go out to the village to go catch the comedy seller show, but uh, weren't able to do that. That was Thursday night and Friday morning. You know, it's overcast day. Did you do the skank march? The got ca- march got cancelled oh. because of the rain. Um, and so we just... W- oh, yeah, they moved it to Saturday, didn't they? Or something like that, yeah. Because they still ended up doing it. They just moved Yeah, it. we never went to it, but we just... Uh, our skank march was just John and I uh, walking with each... You know, walking from the creek in the cave to the, to the Brooklyn Bazaar over the bridge by ourselves. And... Um, me attempting to uh, c- convince John to take uh, photos next to, ra- you know, r- make racist uh, innuendos at uh, the signs that said, uh, you know, Freddie Gray. This one's for Freddie Gray. And, <laughs> yeah. just have, uh, Remember Baltimore. and Just uh, put in like air balloons like, of John saying the N-word. Yeah. <laughs> John's like, I, I think, yeah, that entire march was me just say, come on, John, it's be fine, bro. Do it, man. It'll be funny. No, I'm not doing it so you can make me look like a racist on the internet. <laughs> anyway. Instead, we'll just talk about how John's a racist on the internet. Yeah, exactly. Just hey, I like to just throw that meme out there so he just has to... This is a good so point he, to remind uh, everyone of the time that he invited us over to his home to watch Black Devil Doll. Yeah, no, he's, he's a re- <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's a progressive, yeah, it was, uh, <laughs> he's showing his solidarity for police violence, I a, think. A movie where a Black Panther puppet eats fried chicken and murders uh, bitches. Yeah. Yeah, that was a real sort of allegory for the plight of Trayvon Martin, I think, you know. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Quite apt. Uh, yeah, no, and so the first day was Friday. We didn't really do much. We went to an aunt. We, we went, I mean, this is, uh, fits in nicely with what I'm just about to say. Uh, we went to the Anthony Cumia uh, podcast recording for oh, a no bit. Oh, no way. <laughs> yeah, Ari Shafir was on it, and... Uh, I mean, at that point, we just walked in, and it was just. It looked like, it looked like a comedy juggalo fest. Like it yeah. was. Yeah, that's uh, most of Anthony's fans. Yeah. <laughs> at that point, we didn't see very many people. We just thought saw the same kind of people, you know, all sort of different versions of like your look, basically. <laughs> Just like various forms of neck hair. Yeah, yeah, like that beard. You Short know, and, and the, long ponytails. Yeah, and some sort of, you know, ironic sort of graphic t-shirt, you know, oh, with some like, sort of horror movie on the, yeah. Sounds like if I didn't bail on the strip, I probably could have got laid. Probably. <laughs> Neither of us did. We didn't even, we didn't even come close. Like, we were yeah. so, it was just, yeah, we didn't, I guess we didn't even really try, but... Um. And yeah, no, that 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 was the first one, and then we uh, we ended up watching uh, we ended up watching Lewis. Uh, we we ended up watching what was supposed to be a show that was hosted by Lewis, but then just got turned into Ari Shafir's storytelling show. Oh, just like Skankfest. <laughs> kind of, yeah, <laughs> kind of. And uh, yeah, he had a bunch of people that were really good. Mike Mike Cannon and uh, 
Dave Smith and well, Ari himself. How's Dave really Smith's uh, comedy? I haven't heard Libertas. That's not bad. Yet, That's not bad. It's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty good. Ron Bennington was on there as oh, well. Nice. Um, Bennington's always good. And uh, yeah, we watched that and uh, attempted to get something to eat. And we didn't, I didn't really go to Doug Loves movies or anything. The next thing that we went to was at five. Was in the evening when we saw Mike Vecchione, uh, uh, Rich Voss. That's when he. Yeah, that's when he did the crowd work on me and and Bob Kelly, on any a new, showcase. Any new Vecchione stuff? A little, a few, a little bit of it was new. Uh, not, yeah. not a lot, but uh, yeah, he did like a twenty, twenty-five minute set. Uh, I'd say seventy-five percent was all new. I've gone through his album like fucking three times at this point. It's very good. Um, the Super Bus to San Diego. <laughs> but then, then in the evening, I watched at seven. This was a show that we was. I was really excited for. It was uh, Kurt Metzger. Dan Soder, Adrian Appalucci, and Robert Kelly. Oh, yeah, again. you were saying earlier that Dan Soder was kind of like the highlight of the weekend, right? Yeah, he sort of popped up everywhere, well, man. Aside from the obvious highlight we're going to get to later. but Yeah. No, yeah, he's popped up. He sort of popped. He was there. He showcased on a whole bunch of podcasts that, was, that I was watching. And, yeah, just always, he's always loose. He's got a very loose and easy sort of style. You don't see him. You don't feel like you're watching stand-up. Yeah. at all you feel like, like you're watching yeah. some i mean that's yeah. sort of everyone but f- with him especially so i think uh he seemed like he was just sort of he was just farting around and he on every and everything that i saw him he was he was great yeah. mainly because i saw him a lot and he uh he was all over uh all over the shows and every time i saw him he would he was doing something new like new material, I don't know whether it was new. Like he was thought of the new material, or whether this was new material he was doing, or whether it was just things he was just riffing on in the yeah. in the moment. Adrian Appalucci was really really good. She has this great school shooter joke. Like if you thought Louis uh, Parkland shooting joke was uh, uh, was rough, you should listen to Adrian Appalucci's. Uh, she, I mean, I won't spoil it, but it has something to do with Ash Wednesday, which is... I'm sure, I mean, I'm, I'm sure I'll, I'll read about it in Vulture. Probably. <laughs> um, <laughs> Kurt Metzger, man. And well, yeah, watching Kurt Metzger live was, was something else. He's a, he's a real genius. I mean, on John's part, I was talking... I, I didn't ruin it. I don't think I ruined it, but he had a joke about the euphemism, the N-word. Yeah. And uh, it was... It was something else, right? Like you've you've heard Louis' bit about the N word, right? Yeah. About the usage of the euphemism, the the phrase the N word. Yeah, you're pretty much saying it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but Metzger's is Metzger's is really good too. He doesn't actually say the word, uh, but the just working with the euphemism is great, or at least the way that he did it was great. And we didn't really spend that much. I mean, after Metzger, what else did we do? We went. Uh, we went to go eat something for a while and that took us like these shows are just like piled one on top of each other right like and it's all from, in the same space too isn't it it's all in the same space so there's yeah. like three shows happening in one space at one time so 
5 p.m. five like three shows are all in all happening at once. They right? need a bigger every venue. hour. Although they're they're gonna get a bigger venue, and we'll get into that in a bit because yeah. of their fucking bullshit they were pulling yeah. after the incident. But in any case, I'm getting ahead of us. Yeah. But, and then we went to um, that night. We went to uh, the Brooklyn. We went to a little pizza restaurant in uh, in Brooklyn, and it is just a gathering of. <laughs> just like as though you know someone had taken all of the extras from girls and just sort of emptied it out <laughs> into one <laughs> into one pizza restaurant just, a, just fucking just a, like a, a handful of lena denim clones just oh, God, trolling God. for trolling for woke cock very very i mean some of them are fucking you know you know one girl she's like little black dress had her fucking you know big fat titties you know bulging out of her dress she's like I'm just going to fucking dump him. I'm not even going to fucking talk to him again. You know, um, I haven't actually called him, and I kind of, I'm kind of fucking into him, you know? And girl, you know, and just, like, and, uh, you I know, I quietly want, wanted I to. I got like a slice of pizza. I didn't want to, to see him here. I was like, I'm, hello, I'm, I'm here for comedy festival. <laughs> I am interesting, please. <laughs> I That's what I know. wanted to say. Oh my God! Are you here to pass me my pizza, or what? What's your deal? Oh. I I very much like your titties coming <laughs> out of you. You are a beautiful personality. Hi, uh, um, I'm out of the country, so it's probably okay that I stare at your boobs, right? I have a one man show. I've been doing it. It's pretty quirky. I have a record collection. And, it's a uh, lot like uh, a com- com- comedian who does a podcast. You might have heard of it. Um, let's talk about that. Shut up. Oh my God. Yeah. And uh, so we went back, eating just classic New York style, just eating a pizza just wa- on the street as we walked back to the venue that was supposed to be our. That was going to be our. Uh, our supper and uh as we walk back we, it's like it's like a couple of minutes to kill so we walk downstairs to watch the uh, taping of the sdr show which is the sex drugs and rock and roll show with jay okerson okay. and they're doing a dating show uh <laughs> they're doing a dating show with one of their uh you know with for one of their uh, producers shannon Okay. And so she's the, you know, she's supposed to be the judge and she's supposed to be the person who they're going to be on a date with. So the guys are all behind a curtain and it's a dating show where the guys, uh, instead of using their own personalities, they have to pull their naked penises out of a hole and dress it up. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. It sounds like so the, the one guy they were worried about, like every other pl- person who wasn't there was worried about taking his dick out, was the only one who didn't take his dick out this week. It was all, it was, you know, everyone, to anyone who's listening, it was, it was all, she, it wasn't, this wasn't, they were, you know, they didn't spring this on her. Didn't, didn't Ari Shafir teabag uh, a couple people? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> John, uh, John told me that, uh, yeah, Ari, Shafir, Ari pulled his penis out and asked Lewis to uh, uh, to kiss the tip of it so that he would not so that he would not make him uh, eat l- later on feed him things with his semen in it. <laughs> Does that sound like a safe work environment? <laughs> I don't think it was a very safe work environment. 
Uh, it didn't happen. I mean, Lewis, uh, yeah. Uh, Lewis uh, threw a cup of water at him. Me. And yeah. Uh, so that was what, <laughs> that was what uh, we watched with the SDR show. It was so hard in the basement, so we couldn't stay there for for long. Yeah, people were just jumping over each other to see these sh- shriveled penises. I mean, there were some rough-looking penises. Uh, I mean, maybe they were just rough-looking because they were dressed in little clothes like tape and bow ties and. <laughs> uh, one of the pe- one of the guys was having the he had his penis doing a stand-up set, which is. That's <laughs> me. <laughs> Um, I'm just going to do the top of my set. And that night, that night ended with uh, the the naked roast with Zach Amico, which okay. is, uh, you don't you know what this, what the yeah, premise of this is. I've, right? I've like heard of this. It's, it's a roast competition. All of the judges, all so they locked the doors. You're not allowed to take any pictures or anything like that. Oh, didn't allow anyone to leave. You didn't allow anyone to leave, yeah. <laughs> um, the Jeffrey Epstein showed up. That's right, yeah. He was on a plane. He had, they brought him into on a helix Just pad. paraded out a bunch of blonde little girls in Japanese schoolgirl uniforms. No, the only thing that was little was poor Zach Amico's penis. Aww. I mean, that was the small... I. It actually got... It looked like it got... He has a... He has a, a a Prince Albert on a very tiny penis, and you look at it because I was very I was a little farther away from the stage. I looked yeah. at it. All you can really you can't even really see the penis head. You can actually the only way that you know that there's a penis there is because of the is because of the Prince Albert. So all you can see is just a little silver ball at the top of did his. It, did it look like gun. a door knocker? Yeah. <laughs> 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 Beware the three ghosts, Scrooge. <laughs> and, then were, <laughs> and then there were the judges who came out. The judges were all naked too. Uh, I mean, it's rough, man. I mean, I, 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 fuck, I do not know the kind. I, I don't understand the kind of person that would take, would do that. You know, do a roast naked. Like, I don't understand the personality that would do that. I I would, would do that. You would do it. I I would totally do that. Really? You kidding me? Like that that's everything there like there's no fucking there's no hang-ups. Everything's out there raw. Like th- that sounds actually kind of uh, like a a more liberating way to do a roast. Like it would be easier to do. Plus, you got more ammo because you're looking at everyone's horrible. Disgusting yeah, but they get body. you are, but they're looking at yours too. Oh yeah, no, I I know what I'm about. I know exactly what the jokes would be. <laughs> it was mortifying. There was one girl that she was pretty hot. I'm like, oh, Quado does nice. actually live. Okay. She was all, you know, she like all of the women who had come out who were, who were, who were part of the roast clearly attempted some sort of attempt at grooming themselves a little bit. There was some jewelry. There was a little bit of makeup. The guys just looked horrendous. Every penis there was a fucking nightmare. Except for the one trans lady that came out. Uh, yeah? Yeah, she had a pretty good... She had a pretty she had a Yeah, she had the biggest penis of all of the guys. Of all of them, except for one of the judges. He had a big fucking hammer, man. That dude... That was the thing. Was he was dragging that fucking his, he was dragging the head on the floor, man. He pulled that thing out and it sounded like a fucking it, so, it sounded like he dropped a screwdriver, man. <laughs> like somebody um, threw a rock. Yeah, it's man. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. Dude was uh, it was a lot of confidence. He he was the one guy who was just like he 
he was totally man spreading on his chair you could totally see him all the other guys were sort of you know all the other judges were sort of you know very he's trying to hide it trying to like cross her legs he's yeah, like he yep, was just sort of, drink yeah, it in yeah and the translator's man, like you like, think that's big um yeah he was he had a real hammer yeah the girls were pretty hot some of them yeah actually the the two there were only two women and yeah two yeah they were yeah anybody you recognized or are they like uh, uh no i don't yeah uh, they were sort of new yorkers yeah well, yeah, I well, think they would call. I guess you would call them open micers, but well, well not, even, not I guess at that point you're uh, your openers or your features, or something like that. I I didn't I didn't know any any. I don't know who YouTube the guys stars. were. I don't know who the women were. Um, anyway, that Ryan ran in late into the night, so we were sort of sober the whole time. I don't know how you can like. So this was starts at twelve and it went on till twelve. So that's twelve hours of comedy. Yeah, you know. I don't know how anyone could do 12 hours of comedy and actually pay attention for all 12 hours of it if you're not sober. Like, if you're not sort of relatively sober. Yeah, that... that Towards the end of the night, you want to kind of have a beer. I wanted to have maybe a beer or two, but... Yeah. And I might, I might have had just one or two, but being hammered at those things, I don't know how you would be able to enjoy comedy. That's, that's the same with yeah. any expo. Like, I remember when I went to PAX, uh, like, I'd, I'd love to get a drink, but, like, the overwhelmingness of it, like, there's fucking something going on over here at this time, something going on over here this time, and you got a million people all coming at you. Like, I imagine it's probably not much dip. Well, even more so there, because everything is in two rooms in one place. Three rooms, yeah, essentially. We have basement main floor and the top room basement floor top room like and there's one two three one two you know one two three four five five rooms all in one thing all with shows happening all at once and you sort of bounce around from one place to another sounds like a good place to learn to be a functioning alcoholic though yeah i mean people were just falling over like i mean there was a lot of it was sponsored by some sort of cbd company and they were handing out CBD samples, which just seems like an odd thing to be handing out this thing that just makes you go to sleep uh, while you're supposed to be paying attention. To like, well, we just wanted everyone to have superpowers. So. <laughs> there were guys who were just like, you know, just taking naps <laughs> in the lobby. Just You just see guys, they weren't passed out or anything. They were just like, just straight to sleep Yeah. Um, because of the CBD. Probably all of the pot or something like that. Well, now all and people were getting nice and fucked up, but now all their physical ailments are cured. I guess so. <laughs> yeah, they weren't depressed, that's for sure. When you're fast, fast asleep and you're going Betty by, were they giving out blue chew at all? Yeah, that would be hilarious. <laughs> Fucking what guys walking around with hard on <laughs> everywhere. What? What? I thought it was a free sample. They should have gave it out with the naked roast. Yeah, that's why. <laughs> yeah, um, it's hard dicks all around. Yeah, ma- apparently makes your big dick look bigger. Apparently, those things. Oh, yeah. uh, apparently, is, is that know. our new sponsor? Did That's you, right. Did you talk to the uh, Bluetooth guy? Uh, time for our new Bluetooth sponsor. Are you, you tired of having to ask your doctor for boner pills? That's what they said. That's what is supposed to make it look sort of thicker. Around the edges, I think. Well, that's that's, what the, the, that's, that's a, what the claim is. Anyway. That's exactly exactly I where to. I want to be thicker. <laughs> that's right around the be, edge. I want to be less thick around, everywhere else. <laughs> on the girth, sorry, you give you more girth. I think. Is how what how many C's and thick are we talking here? Yeah, yeah, see, <laughs> yeah. You, it, your your penis actually gets an ass with it. Actually, you get a bubble butt on your penis. Um, we call that the Beyonce. That's right. 
um to the left <laughs> anyway and then uh, yeah we just uh, and then we just take our lonely train back that's the one of the best things about new york man is just the i don't know whether like a lot of people appreciate it that much when they go when you take the lonely train ride on a on a weekend night Did you see anybody masturbating on the train? No, man. It was all very wholesome. I in my idea, in my head, it was all exactly very sort of New York movie-ish. Yeah. You know, couples there. You know, kind of some kind of drunk. Someone, someone's had. Everyone it looked like in Brooklyn was either in the throes of a very passionate relationship or at the at the bottom of a just disintegrating marriage. So you just got like one guy like looking nervously holding like a fucking bundle of roses, like a couple making eyes. Bundle of roses. What is the 1920s? What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> they're my wife. They're yeah, my wife's favorite. See. Yeah, he puts his uh, he puts his suit jacket down yeah, on a. Yeah, them log stem heaters. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He puts his <laughs> jacket down on a drain so she can walk over it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Now it's got mud in it. Yeah. Yeah, he has to kiss his girl before he gets drafted into the war. Yeah. Over over on the other side, you see somebody giving uh, his best girl his class pin. That's right. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, gives her a bomber jacket before he has to go fight and fucking fight for the them, allies. You see a bunch of like uh, a bunch of yous wearing leather jackets to say the warriors on the back. Yeah, You're talking about this big meeting in Central Park. <laughs> What do you know about Cyrus, anyways? <laughs> magic, man, pure magic. Oh, you, you went from Norman Rockwell straight into the seventies. Wow, apocalyptic seventies. That was a That was a swift train ride. <laughs> um, It goes right through Coney Island. Um, yeah, and then you know it's just quiet, man, and it's just life coming at you all at once. And I was so and tired you don't that slow first. Slow down, you might miss it. Yeah. <laughs> I was I'm fucking quoting Ferris Bueller. Here. Yeah, that's amazing. I was uh, I was so tired that first night. I was like, and you just see strange things happening. So the first night I, uh, I was just I was just trying to read. I had my I had my book there on the on the you talk about if you want to look like a real psychopath, try reading a try being the only person on the train reading a book. <laughs> yeah, carrying a back carrying a. Uh, What's with your phone, man? Ca carrying <laughs> a backpack. <laughs> Looking like me reading a book on the backpack. What are you reading? The fucking Quran, man. Um, Did someone yell that at you? No, but that's a story for the next night. But <laughs> so uh, the, all the uh, good stuff happened on Saturday. Yeah. Um. So I'm I'm just sort of I'm I'm trying to keep my eyes open, but my, I'm You're sort of there drowsy. trying to trying to read a book about eating pussy. And that's right. Like, yeah. Someone's I mean, like, my father died uh, trying to save people from the towers. Yeah, pussy 101. <laughs> it's written in Arabic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just Osama it's bin the, Laden with fucking Jenna Jameson's pussy. It's the it's the Queef fan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Ten thousand virgins too. <laughs> the Prophet Muhammad. Cunt. Uh, so I'm sitting there and um, reading about the Cuntafate. That's right, the Cuntafate. Damn, that's good. Um. And I'm sort of drowsy, and I look towards, you know, as just on this, just towards the edge of my my glance on the right hand side, I see a man. This is sort of older Hispanic man, sort of pudgy, wearing what looks like a like a, a 
blue and white plaid shirt with blue jeans. Was it only buttons at the top? <laughs> yeah, no, he was a real. He wasn't a cholo. <laughs> yeah. Hey, let's say, hey, what are you looking at, man? I, I, yeah. I'm, I'm learning a lot about myself as you describe yeah, this journey. How how racist I truly am. I get like, yeah. was he a cholo? Yeah, like, I got really that. excited. Yeah, yeah you. You got accosted for being brown. Wow, yeah. tell me more. Yeah, it's all sort of yeah. It's in between. I'm I'm just getting Woody Allen references <laughs> thrown at me in between Ninja Turtle episodes. You know, uh, and he, uh, so he's standing, he's, I see him at the edge of my th- vision and then, and then I go back to reading and I look up for some, for a reason just to see where my, where the stop is. And then for some reason, he's, like, this is like two seconds later, he's on the other side of the carriage. I see that same guy at the other side of the carriage. And I was like, what the fuck is just, ha- what the hell just happened? How did this guy... And I thought I'm going crazy. I was like, I must just be tired or something like that. Yeah. This happens a couple of times. Like, I, he just keeps moving from one end of the train to the other. He's on one side, then on the other. Okay. And this is all in the, within the span of five, ten minutes, right? He, you know, every time the train stops. And then finally, at one of the stops, I, I look up and, and I look through the windows. He's outside with his twin brother who's dressed exactly the same <laughs> holding his hand they're holding each other's hand two grown twin brothers holding each other's hand dressed identical just walking down the fucking just, platform just twin cholos in love <laughs> what the <laughs> hell is going they look exactly like, they're identical twins who dresses the same when you're an older hey actor did you get that guy <laughs> <laughs> hey Javier yes I did hey yeah, man that was so funny he, <laughs> he thought you were moving around and the next day, we're holding walk- hands. Yeah, they're holding hands. It's so strange. They don't want to lose each other. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe they were like homeschooled or something. Now, little got back to the Airbnb, and it's really it's in the attic of this uh, of the house in of this house in um, uh, it's close to Jackson Heights, basically like a Puerto Rican area. Okay. And it's just tiny. I real. I mean, the tiny isn't the ceilings are tiny. I can. The the roof of the the roof of the of the house is is just it's sitting right above me in the in the like the slant is just above my head as I walk into into my room, so I have to sort of you know bend over into. I mean, I really feel yeah. like felt like a little munchkin, you know, just a little lollipop. We belong in the lollipop kill you know just really so like if i was there i'd be like i don't know what you guys are talking about yeah, I, no, I i think you would find it small too but john added john's room was pretty spacious but i, well, I gave were your him hosts the room. like were they like do you guys want breakfast i made eggs i made too many would you like some i never saw freddy yeah i never saw freddy the guy i'm wearing a suit is it hilarious <laughs> He didn't have, yeah. He didn't. I didn't see him once. He just left the keys there, and that was it. Okay. And um, uh, the next day, we're walking out, and uh, as we walk out, there's a there's a Baptist, there's a there's a Chinese church. Uh, that it's I only say it's Chinese because I know it's a church. I can see the cross there, but the. Yeah. The, the sign is all in Chinese or Mandarin and uh, the doors are wide open, bright sunny day and 
I walk up and I can just see, uh, you know, a black minister just standing outside. He looked like Yafet Kodo just standing outside. <laughs> hey, brothers and sisters, you know. And then I walk past it and I can hear just sort of gospel music. Oh, my Lord, Lord. And I... I was like, "What the hell?" So, this so is it's the like most a black bizarre. Chinese church. I was like, "I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't understand what was going on." It's clearly some sort of, it's some sort of Baptist, some sort of black church of some sort. I don't know. I didn't understand why there was Chinese writing on the side of it, but anyway. With Yafak Koto. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I'm not doing the sermon today unless I get half shares. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'm walking past this. So this area is a sort of. Uh, uh, Puerto Rican neighborhood and we need to eat something. You know, we haven't eaten anything for breakfast. So we just, we attempt to find a coffee shop. There's no coffee shops around. So we just dip in, into this one restaurant that we see on the side where there's, they just have a bunch of metal trays sitting out and uh, just, they, they have like breakfast for $6. Okay. And it's just, and it looks dismal. But we're so hungry, we just decide to eat it. And I eat something like, uh, just you know, the egg, the scrambled eggs are just sitting in a metal bucket, you know, in one of those uh, things with the, you know, in those, you know, when you go to a catering event, yeah, you know, those little metal buckets with the, that are sitting on steam, yeah. So he just piles out, like, oh, like, like a out. like a hotline kind. Uh, of yes, yeah. exactly. So he just pile. This guy, this <laughs> we walk in. And there's this kid, he must be not older than 19, just Coke bottle glasses, Coke bottle thick glasses. Yeah. Uh, breakfast? And I said, yep, breakfast. Egg? I said, yep. And he said, salami? And it's just fried salami. Oh, delicious. Uh, he, has a bunch of, he has a bro. bunch of trays there with a bunch of stuff that I don't recognize. So yeah. I just go, all right, I'll just have some eggs, a fried salami and some cheese and some uh, fried cheese. It looked like some sort of uh, it was. It looked like some sort of Cuban place. And then John decides to get eggs with what looked like boiled bananas. <laughs> <laughs> and those things go together. Yeah, and then we had some attempt to have some coffee, which is just you know about a teaspoon of coffee with uh, the rest of it just hot milk um <laughs> that's our meal what that's a, our what breakfast an, what an interesting people so it turns out puerto rico is just wisconsin yeah I, I think it was a cuban it might have been a cuban place i think but he uh john attempts to choke this down in the name of you know being culturally sensitive <laughs> <laughs> so what do you want to eat these, i'm gonna eat these boiled bananas because i checked my privilege while it's while in the background, they're just blaring the TV with some sort of breakfast show in Hispanic, just that's screaming about Trump. And they're just yelling about Trump the whole time. And they don't uh, like him. I don't. I don't. Th I don't know what. Maybe they like not him. Maybe they. I am not. I wasn't completely sure what was going on. Whether there was love there or hatred. And uh, so yeah. So we just keep. Uh, and then John wants to throw this damn thing out. Like he literally, he just wants to throw this entire meal out the window. But he just he chokes. That guy this with thing coke out. bottle glasses just staring at him. You yeah. like breakfast? <laughs> you enjoy? Um, <laughs> Banana. <laughs> so I'm just laughing at him. 
and uh, anyway we go back into the city we back into brooklyn rather and john you know he just gets a lot of he's on cloud 9 because he's wearing some sort of quirky like horror movie t-shirt and everyone in brooklyn is just like hey man fucking sweet shirt man i love like, the shirt oh thanks uh, so thanks he's just um, he's just on cloud 9 everyone knows about his stupid quirky horror movie thing and then yeah. there's one guy like i mean just the caliber of people who are compliment i'm also obviously really get you know really jealous because i'm not wearing no one's you know yeah no one's yelling about your like pitch black sweater yeah <laughs> 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 um, no one's like hey i'm really goth man you know hey cool plaid jacket <laughs> <laughs> cool metallica t-shirt man um yeah and there's one hey, guy did you get that Rupert Pupkin shirt Wow, what 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 a what a cool guy. Come have sex with our wives. This <laughs> one guy who was walked up to John, he was I think he was carrying a briefcase. He was wearing shorts. Chuck Taylor's had a fro and with a pig in it. He was like, "Really cool, really cool t-shirt, man." This <laughs> is just like uh, fucking Dick Van or not Dick Van Dyke. Uh, Oh fuck! What's his name? The, yep, you got it. Yeah. The, yep. They're a really cool group from England. Give it up for the Beatles. Okay. You know who I'm talking about. Yeah. You're not gonna say it though. No. Okay. Let's move on. Um. No, I don't know. I I, I think I know who you're talking really about. Really big but, shoe. Yeah. Really cool T-shirt. But he had like yeah, but he was just dressed. Everyone in Brooklyn. Was it a white guy with an Afro pick? No. It was a black guy with an afro. Play. Just talk like a white guy. Yeah, it was really just cool. Everyone in Brooklyn, black. A really or white. cool shirt. Yeah, <laughs> everyone in Brooklyn, black or white. It looks like as though they're entering a contest about who can be picked as the person with the quirkiest collection of uh, records and movies. Just like if you if you move to Brooklyn, you immediately get an internship device. Yeah, I mean it's just <laughs> it's almost cartoonish. Um, I didn't really like Brooklyn that much, but I. I I did like the venue and stuff. I mean, being in the venue was great, but yeah. everyone around Brooklyn fucking stinks. <laughs> <laughs> I would rather be in Queens or Home of in, Spider-Man in uh in Manhattan or something like that. Brooklyn? Uh Queens. Queens? Yeah. yeah. Queens is much better. Um It's like the Queens is like if you think uh, there are two versions of New York, like the version of New York where you think it's, you know, great skyscrapers ingenuity mixed in with artists and yeah that is that is all sort of the manhattan area like especially the village the east village area you you really get that sense of yeah, that of idea of new york and then the idea of new york where you think oh this is just a multi, you know mixture of people from um, different ethnicities and different races and different countries all kind of living together that's queens that's right. what you that those are so those are the two versions of New York that exist. Do you get out to any of the other boroughs, by the way, or like no. Bronx, not nothing like that. No, not on this trip. I didn't get to go to the Bronx or Harlem or anything like that. Harlem's turned pretty gentrified, from what I really heard. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's not what it. It's not the Harlem well, that it used to be. Well, New York isn't the New York that it used to be, right? Like it's yeah. I mean, but, Giuliani really cleaned it up, or something. I don't know. I mean, that. I mean, it's. Still got its. It's because Donald Trump fixed the ice rink. Yeah. 
you don't get no no one was extremely nice to her but no one was ever mean or no one was rude or anything like that so none yeah. of, i never felt unsafe so new york uh, more polite than toronto genuinely i mean i mean that i that, probably that because toronto's full of fucking assholes <laughs> every time i've gone there it's been 80 percent assholes yeah, we didn't really meet any. Yeah, I don't. I, no one was that. No one was extremely nice to us. But there's no. Yeah, no one was going out of their way to be like a jerk to you or no, not doing well. things like if you're in their way, just sort of standing silently with a scowl on their face instead of going around or saying excuse me. Yeah, none of that. There was all um, things that happened in Toronto. <laughs> man, that's rough. Uh, th- that's my favorite thing about Toronto is like if someone if you're in someone's way. They're not going to tap you on the shoulder. They're not going to say, excuse me. They're not even going to say, get the fuck out of my way. They will stand there until you get out of their way. I could stand in a place all day long. If they had no way around me, they would just fucking stand there looking annoyed. They just like miss the birth of their child until <laughs> I fucking move out of their I way and they don't have to talk to me. I just love they, 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 they're passively, uh, they're, they're going to try to teach you a lesson. I like. I love one of those people. Like I'm, I'm going to teach this grown man a lesson. <laughs> oh, fuck your mother, dude. <laughs> You don't, you know, I don't know you. How are you, how are you, how are you going to teach me a lesson about, I mean, uh, for the most part, we were sort of very mindful about like not, the only thing that I think people get mad about, I think in New York, and I'd get upset about this is, you know, people just standing in the middle of people walking yeah. as they're trying to, you know, go somewhere. So yeah, we you're, would, if you're we blocking to, a crowded sidewalk. Yeah, if you yeah. were walking upstairs or something like that, we'd be on, we'd move to the side. We wouldn't, we'd move to the side to if anything yeah. was happening. So then we go in and, uh, you know, the first, uh, the second night we get to watch uh, uh, the bonfire. We get to watch a taping of the bonfire. It was great, man. I went to go up. I I I went up and I. Or you go up to Jay and you're like, you know, I do crowd work too. (laughs) No, no. (laughs) Well, I said to him, I said, I I told Dan, I said, uh, I I said, you know, I come here for a long way just to tell you how upset how initially upset your uh, uh, impression of Indian music was. You, you remember his impression? <laughs> yeah. He does that fucking stupid. And I said, I, I like, wanted to be, <laughs> yeah. and I said, I wanted to be upset, but then, you know, I looked up the lyrics of what, as I, you know, I typed it into Google, honey, honey, ha, honey, honey, ha. Oh, it checks out. I guess it is in a Bollywood song. And I guess that made him laugh, but... Um, Oh, that and then told me. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna look for this guy's Facebook. Continue telling your story, but there's someone at work who said I look like this Indian actor who's worshipped as a god. Oh, uh, Hanuman. I think I think that's it. The elephant god. Uh, no, he's uh like he he's an actor and he's in a lot of Bollywood movies, but apparently like uh, uh whenever he um. Rajnikant. Uh, R- Rajnikant, yeah. Because. <laughs> You do not look like Rajnikanth. I, I don't know where he's because I, I saw a picture of it and I was confused. But anytime I walk past him, he's like, "Hey, what's up, Rajnikanth?" You know, oh like, no, yeah, he's he's condescending to you. He's like, "Hey, what's up, Captain? Oh, yeah. What's up, Boss? You know, and he, what's up, Tiger? What's up, Killer? That's when you know. That's why. Hey, what's up, Tough Guy? That's why I love the I love the big muscly guys in my in my uh, the guy who works out at bench press is probably three fifty. Yeah. He looks you know six foot three dude. He walks up. Walks, you know, walks past me. He's like, hey, "What's up, tough guy?" I was like, "Fuck you, man, tough guy. What are you talking about, tough guy? You're just condescending to me, asshole." I was just like, when he told me about it uh, the first time, I'm just like, "Yeah, I've seen him before. So I'm in that movie Zoom with four O's." <laughs> Zoom. Yeah, he he plays a robot. 
the dances and kills. Amazing. Uh, <laughs> it was. I told Jay that, you know, what? why don't you think of Born to Run as perhaps a story about immigration, you know? And he's like, oh, shit, you know, maybe I didn't think that Bruce Springsteen was uh, progressive. I said, yeah, you piece of shit. Yeah, yeah he is, maybe. I don't know, that made him laugh. John got upset because he's like, he thought that I was trying to talk about comedy, like I was trying to bond over comedy with them, like I was trying to try, try to talk about jokes or something like that. But I was joking with him. Yeah, and you, were, you were just saying something funny. Like, or something like that. Something yeah. like, anyway, he's like, why are you, you know. It's not like you went up and asked about his process. No, apparently I was taking, yeah, I was taking too long and Tony Hinchcliffe was sort of making fun of me. And I had this weird moment with Tony Hinchcliffe and I was like, he was, cause he was standing there and I was, I, you know, I was talking to Jane Dan for a while. And or I, it was just, literally, it was just probably just a minute or two. Yeah. And then I went up to Tony to shake his hand and I shook his hand. And he's like, oh, all right, you don't, you don't want to talk to me. You hate me. I was like, I don't know. I, you don't even know me. And I was like, no, I know who you are. And, I, and it was just weird because they all had mics and I'm like, I, yeah. I didn't really have a chance. To, I can't really, can't really respond. So I just, you just laugh and sort of just take the. I got nothing to say, Golden Pony. Like. Yeah, I, was like, I, I don't, I don't hate you, man. <laughs> what are you talking about? You're Tony Hinchcliffe. I don't, I'm, I'm nobody. Anyway, we took a picture and. That was anyway the bonfire the, the 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 show. I think you can listen to it. You can hear the the show. Yeah, it's one of the uh, one of the ones that's still on the app actually. So. Yeah, uh, it was great. It was very funny. Expect uh, what you, what you would expect of uh, the boys. It was you know it's great to watch. It's a uh, you know it's relaxed, man. You know. Yeah. Both of them just doing crowd work and just um, it's a great show. To listen was, to it. It's uh, on serious. Was Patat there? Yeah, Jacob, but yeah, yeah. You, they did the drumming contest or whatever that was. Okay, that was pretty fun. And then all the and then was we um, we waited for uh, to get in line. We John and I had this sort of system to try to get into all of the shows where he would wait in the actual lineup. So you after every show, you have to actually wait in the next the lineup for the the sh- next show. Well, they clear it out and they meant to be fair. Or yeah, whatever. You have to clear it out for the so you know arrange the chairs so that they can clean the room and then bring the other people the next group of people in. Okay. So John would wait in line while I would wait in the lobby. Uh, and so there's a there's a brief moment in between when the f- room is ready and when they let the doors open where the <clears throat> the doors are open to the venue. Uh, you can get go in. But the the door guys don't know that the venue's open, so there's like a two minute break, two four or five minute break before they tell the door guys to let the people in. Yeah. And so between that, those four or five minutes, I would just slip into the into the room to go get us good seats because the room would fill up immediately. All the sitting room would fill up immediately. Yeah. Oh, you mean so, the venue actually had chairs? Yeah. This is gonna bring me to a point I'm gonna make later. Yeah. Oh yeah, they had like. You know, uh, seating for about I'd say seventy seventy people, and then there are some the, pithy the, responses to what we're going to talk about probably soon on uh, Twitter, where they're like, "Standing ovation, yeah." Um, uh, the venue didn't have chairs. There's some mental gymnastics going on here. Yeah, that's not true oh, at I all. Um, so yeah, so I would walk. So this was for this event. I was like, I'm gonna get us fucking seats. And the, the event was the on the the Dave Attell unmasked with Ron Bennington. What? 
Yeah. They didn't they did an unmask there? With Dave Attell, yeah. Oh man. Yeah. So they haven't done one of those since uh, uh Ellie Kemper. Like last year. Yeah, and well they did this one with uh with uh with Dave Attell and yeah. I was like we are so I was so I went in and in, we got I got us seats in the second row of this unmasked with uh, with Attell and of course it was amazing to listen to Attell be very candid about yeah whatever his time in in comedy and of course he was hilarious the whole time he came out where with a he started doing like prop comedy like an idiot and it was it was hilarious um there's an interesting thing about listening to Attell is like he I don't think he genuinely understands that he's a like a he hasn't got it into his maybe maybe he feels that maybe un, actually accepting that he was sort of one of the great considered one of the great comics is might sort of taint his actual joke writing process because at a certain time he just keeps saying yeah but I'm not good as as good as Doug Stanhope or I'm not as good as this guy or he would he would sort of attempt to keep deflecting the praise that Brown Benninger would throw, attempt to throw at him yeah. um I get it because I feel I'm not I feel that sometimes as well when sort of very un un uh, uncomfortable with like I, I understand the the, the thinking the accolades of it. I get I'm really uncomfortable no I'm un- I'm uncomfortable with praise I'm not saying that I I'm I'm saying that no, I'm I, I as know, good as Dave Attell saying I'm just being a shit heel but um yeah. I'm not no one's saying you're hang on let me just uh, get me so get get us some water yeah so he um yeah so we come you know it's a, it's just a great look into his mind you don't really get understand get an understanding of his process because i think a lot of that is also sort of opaque to yeah i imagine it's just that the process of how he does things is just opaque to him you know it just comes to him yeah that's, that's the i think that's how it is for like 90% of people like the only person who have really gotten a full understanding for their process and that's only because he's been breaking it down in daily tips is gary goldman yeah maybe but even then I, even that process is sort of opaque to why well, why does he want to do that, right? Like, where, what, I, what you really want to hear is why are you doing this? Oh, he, do you have any understanding of how those. this comes out? Uh, like, he uh, he had a tip today where he goes, uh, he was talking about how um, he feels like in his twenty five years in the business, he's had his most creative year yet. He's written two hours, and he goes, it probably comes from uh, reading a hundred plus books. So read more books if you want to get better at writing. So he'll give you the reasons why he's giving you the tip. But there are people who don't read that get oh, yeah. in jail. No, it's, it's like, not the same for everyone, but yeah. <clears throat> uh, I think you just, I mean, living in, like I said I don't said read before, and I wrote Mail Pennington's. So. Yeah. <laughs> I think in New York, if you have just the twin, if you can keep the twin virtues of just being honest and being, if you can be honest and pay attention and be curious... If you can match those three things, those are triplet virtues. Sorry, three three, three virtues. virtues, the three virtues of paying attention, be curious, and stay honest. I, I think you will have it in you to to be, because you just yeah you just pay attention to the things that are happening to you in New York, yeah. and you can write, you can just come up with material immediately. Just open your eyes on the, just sit on the train, you know, from Queens to to Manhattan, well, and, then, and uh, you'll have. How many people miss two twin cholos holding hands getting off a train? It's crazy. I mean, it's and that's 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 just I'm I'm skimming the surface. I'm trying to be as sort of this stuff was happening every day. This was, stuff was coming at us all of the time. Life comes at you pretty fast. <laughs> all right. 
and <laughs> so I and we go and uh, get something to eat and at this vegan restaurant that's right in front of the venue and we go in we walk in it's just a the kind of restaurant in Brooklyn you yeah. don't say we had a vegan buffet and we walk in this, some some of the people in Brooklyn are just strange what's going on there i said oh it's a comedy festival oh is it funny yeah yeah it's funny funny like me what we don't, i just, we just met i don't know i got no uh, I don't know you. This yeah, this was the server. Brand? No, this is the server at the vegan restaurant. I said, like, what the hell are you talking about, man? Funny like you. <laughs> I said, yes. No? I don't. Funny I like have, titties. You know, just, yeah. you know what I'm talking Funny about? Like hey! Big, fat, jumbo yum-yums. Your <laughs> big, fat, stupid titties. Just let those fun pillows spill out into my vegan burrito. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, it was a pretty good vegan meal. I came back. Again, John is in line, and I'm standing there. This guy... And like like I said before, there's like a lot of CBD. There's a lot of drugs going around. One guy came up to us just asking for at, f- asking for cocaine, where I could find cocaine. And like, of course, <laughs> oh, James is there. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, James Wallace. For Glenn K. Ammo. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Yeah, Jimmy McKinley, James Millinger, <laughs> everyone else. And uh, so he's looking at his girlfriend, and it's be- it's hot, really hot. And she's like, he's like, it's a strange thing, man. I, I was standing there, and I was just standing at the lobby, and out of nowhere, and I look up, and for so, for no reason, I was like, I don't even understand how this happened. She's like, what are you talking about? She's like, I'm standing there, he says, and I look up, and Louis C.K. is just looking at me, and he's signing something, and I say, Louis, I love you, and he says, what, do you, do you know who I am? He's like, yeah, I do, I love you, man, what are you doing, are you, are you doing a set? Are you, and he said, no, I'm just, hang-. and she said, what are you talking about, you know, he's not even on the bill, what are you talking about, Louis C.K., that doesn't mean anything, and I'm like, Oh, this guy's just crazy. What the fuck is he? I I, oh, I just shit. thought he was a he was a nut job. Yeah. Right. I just thought he was just some nut who was just babbling like an idiot. He just saw like someone. He, he just saw a, a, like a fat bald ginger, and he's like, "Oh man." Yeah. I just thought that he just had some moronic conversation with some other person, and yeah. Anyway, and then we go into a stand-up show for that's at six in the main room. And Lewis comes on. He's hilarious. He just does. He said that he has no money. He has no material since he did his first show, uh, since his last show, and uh, yeah, that sounds a lot like, like me. He's like, I only got one joke, and he just does a joke, and then he has twenty five minutes to kill, and he just fucks around and he kills, which is great, you know. Yeah. And then Ron Bennington comes on, does his thing, and then just then, usually the doors are open, and then again I hear the doors close, Ka-dish! and you know. The venue's pretty packed because it's a pretty big bill. Uh, you know, 6 p.m. show in the main room. Yeah. Doors close and then suddenly I hear Justin. Justin comes on. He says, uh, guys, you know, sometimes, uh, uh, you know, make sure you don't pull your cell phones out. Sometimes, you know, we're doing sets out here. We don't want it to get go out. And They bring the next comic in. Uh, yeah, it's Ron Bennington. Sorry. 
before before Ron Bennett and the Justin Maith set announcement, you know, you guys don't make that. Uh, don't uh, Justin Silver. Right? Justin Silver doesn't. Yeah. He was hosting the show. Says, guys, don't pull out your phones or anything because we're all working on material. We don't want to get out. And uh, he says, uh, all right. And then as Ronning, Ron Bennington's show's set is ending, I see all, like, there's a rustling in the side. And I see Joe List, who's supposed to be on the show, but he's not. he doesn't look like he's preparing he's to come out. He's yeah. just standing there at the, edge of the, at, the edge of the, at the edge of the room with a sort of camera in hand. And he's just sort of showing, he's doing this. He's looking through something and he's just doing that. He's just pulling his phone out. And he's showing it to someone just behind him or something like that. I said, that's very, I think that that's very odd. And then just then, just before, like two minutes before Bennington's set ends, I see all of the comics, like all of the comics, Arish Affair, Dan Sor, people who are not even on the bill, suddenly line up on the side of the stage, like just in a row. Okay. Right? And I was like, this is the weirdest thing. Are you Because you don't, see the comics themselves like you don't see the comics you know uh you you don't visibly see the comics while before you know uh who are not on the show on a different show you yeah know, they have to, other things to do and then just then you hear the doors suddenly slam right or the doors close and justin comes out and he says uh guys uh this is Skankfest, and you know, crazy things happen. This is New York City, ladies and gentlemen. Louis C.K. and man, the fucking crowd. It, I don't know. Have you seen the video? Yeah, of it. I saw Louis's video that he showed of it. Like, okay, so that is just taken. That that is just a minute. So that went on for what like what was like three like three or four minutes of people screaming, losing their minds. As as Louis comes out, and you see it as he as he comes out, you see his face. He comes out and he looks at it, and people are, like women are screaming. They're screaming. Because I, 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 they I, feel unsafe. Yeah, that's exactly. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> not the not the exu, you know, not the jubilant reaction that I thought I heard. Louis, Louis. They're just screaming his name, and you know the beauty of that moment is that. You know, it would have been fine if he, you know, expected the crowd to go. But the thing, the beauty of that moment is that he didn't expect it. He didn't expect people so he to be that. About it, huh? He looked stunned about it, and then he looked really, like he looked excited for, like as it felt at least maybe. And maybe I'm giving us, maybe I'm giving that moment a little bit too much importance. I felt like as though we breathed, we sort of the embers, you know. The embers were a little burning and they were sort yeah. of, you know, they were sort of dying out and we sort of sort of breathed a little bit of life. I, it felt like we breathed some life into it. And fuck it, it was bananas, man. Like it was, people were screaming out his name. I, I couldn't, I, I was sort of giddy. I was just holding my head uh, because I couldn't. I I I wasn't able to process it because I mean I in my head I thought because I think I told you yeah I said and, and by the way your your text on that was hilarious because uh, like I, I get up the the next day after it happened and you're like don't tell anyone but um Louis just showed up at Skankfest and then I'm like oh what and then I immediately go to Twitter and it's a, 
all like fucking Lewis posting all over about it. Because I thought, because here's what happened. Yeah. You know, I, I was so excited. I was like, as soon as he got up, I was like, I pulled my, and this is why I should never have a phone. I'd be, a, you know, completely useless. With I pulled out my phone. I was like, I got to take, and I took a picture. I just managed to snap that picture. And then Christine just came up to me and she's like, you don't, she grabbed me by the shirt. She's like, you will not pull out your phone or you're out. And I was like, all right, all right, all right, all right. You got manhandled by Christine Evans? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she was completely right, man. I Totally. I was like, all right, no, no, no. I was about to fucking smash my phone on the ground. I was like, all right, no, no, no. That's fine. I don't want to fucking, I'm not going to miss this. And of <laughs> that, course, that, that's amazing. Yeah. I, I mean, like you probably, you, you probably could have taken her. Right? I wasn't. Like, the, yeah. <laughs> I mean, just choke that. But she did it to like a lot of other people were sort of yeah. kind of giddy and trying to, like trying to take pictures and things like that and she sort of told them to put their phones away fine i mean it's fine it was not a problem you, you, I, you I, did I manage totally to snap it. like one photo which just the one yeah. photo yeah and uh yeah i put my phone away and uh, of course man he yeah i mean john's it's the greatest thing i've never seen anything as good as that that was the greatest thing i'd ever seen i mean it, you've as seen far him before comedy. too right like yeah when, this when was a little different yeah this like, was no i saw him right before times went really good for him so yeah. this was i saw him right before uh his fx show was released yeah right when he was just starting to film Lu uh louis right um and that was sort of thrilling because that was on hilarious that's when i watched him right yeah uh this was a little bit different because oh. he wasn't on tour. So the story goes is that he was back there. He was there to hang out with Joe List, right? Yeah. yeah and, and someone, yeah, and then he's like, he's like, he just got a hankering for it. And 10 minutes before he went on, he just asked Michael Che, who was supposed to be on, who he, whose spot he was supposed to be in. Yeah. If he could be, if he could, if he could bump him. And Chase said, "Okay, fine, go ahead." And uh, that's amazing, man. Like and the, the he head writer of SNL, uh, like was like, "Yeah, cool, please do." Like, yeah. And then he told Joe, and then and he the so the reason why Joe List was doing that was because he said, "I don't remember any of my jokes." And Joe List had taken a notes of all of Louis's jokes, and he kept and he that's what he showed and that's what he was showing him. Oh wow! He told he was he's like do this, do this, do this, do this. Yeah. I remember this joke. And he's like, oh, all right, I'll do that. And, uh, of course, and then, you know, Louis came and it was just a, just a, just a beautiful moment for comedy, man. And of course he destroyed and everyone just a standing O and they, they just loved it. And, you know, his face turned red and I don't know what he, I don't know what, he was actually thinking or how he actually felt, but it was a beautiful... Well, he's been mostly uh, performing in Europe lately, right? Because he's pretty much like... I mean, uh, even yeah. in around around the U.S. a little bit. Yeah, like this This is probably the thing that's going to give him the, uh, the confidence to come back on a much larger scale. Forget him. I think it gave everyone over there a real sort of... Like, I think the few... Yeah. In my mind... Well, it, was, it, sh it proved the disconnect between what's going on online and what's going on in the real world, right? Because I was in my – there was nothing but love in the real, in that room, man. There was nothing but that. Yeah. It was just joy and people were just happy to be there. Yeah, like, it, like even it was, like uh, in the Brooklyn Bazaar's apology, which is fucking bullshit. 
Uh, cause they like all the money they made off that, like they, they were happy right up until like a few people started whining about it online and they were worried they were going to lose their Polish weddings and their vegan death metal band bookings for the next few months. Uh, like, uh, they're saying like the, it was too late and they wanted to protect the staff. I, from what I heard, the staff were like rushing to see it. Yeah. Like, like they were leaving their posts and to fucking watch this. Stuff. Yeah, everyone from the bouncers to everyone was just glad that he was there. There was no, there was no weirdness. And then, I don't know what they're talking about. Women were unsafe. I was surrounded by women who were screaming out his name. Then Michael Che came out after him and then destroyed after Louis. C- Imagine trying to follow fucking Louis C.K. having the set of. This there's no been there's never been an instance like this in comedy history. Yeah. I don't, you know, probably. No, I'm right? I'm that that and was the moment that and, made me like pissed beyond anything that I didn't just say fuck it and you know just scrounged up the money to go because like at the time the tickets were on sale I had to bow out because I couldn't yeah. I couldn't afford them or I thought I couldn't have I'm sure I could have fucking scraped some stuff out and just went without a few things for a little bit. And now I'm kicking myself in the ass because I missed that. Yeah. Well, there were a lot of people who... <laughs> there's, a, there's a great moment in Kill the Kill Tony that was filming at the same time as that. <laughs> there was a Kill Tony that was happening at the same time. Yeah. And uh, a uh, so a guy did uh, was bombing, of course, on Kill Tony. And uh, Lewis comes out and he's like... Uh, so guys, uh, you know you, f- you you know how the energy left the room when this guy was bombing. Uh, let me just tell you, while you guys were here, Louis C.K. just did a set down. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine you were at Kill Tony, and uh, you just missed an. Int- you might you might have missed the set of you know you might have missed a moment in comedy history. I don't know whether it is. I mean, I don't know. It felt like oh, it. Oh, it absolutely is. Like, that's the that's the tide turning, or at least proof that the tide never actually turned the other way. Yeah. Like, uh, people get so caught up with the online bullshit, like what fucking Vulture has to say about it, or Vice, or what have you. And, and it took them, like, two full days to have something to say about it, by the way. It was love online for two full days. I couldn't find anything negative until eventually they caught up with them and they started, like all, all the all the right people were upset. Fucking uh, uh, Nikki uh, Glazer, uh, yeah. Um, uh, fucking, I, I don't know. Why I'm so shit with names, but there was uh, somebody on there uh, who was like. Uh, talking about it like in a positive way and Nikki Glazer was like on there going like what what are you doing like what do you mean uh, oh what do you do oh why 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 are you why you have why, yeah, why are you saying Tim Dillon yeah Tim Dillon was uh, talking about how excited he was and uh, she was just like fucking commenting on that like Tim why okay like shit like that and like uh, all these fucking like just people People just upset about it, but like a handful of them, like the people that were excited and elated, far away at all. It just felt like because they're the louder ones, right? Like when the article started coming in, yeah. Uh, but by that point, it was a, it it was too late. And now, and there's positive articles about it now too. Like there was that article that you posted. Uh, yeah, and then after that, I saw the post from the from this thing called the post millennial, and then there was 
two days later there was a piece in the cbc about how post millennial is has conservative ties ties with conservative organizations like as though that's supposed to be wow that's a groundbreaking news story <laughs> that's <laughs> It's 10 a.m. I mean, uh, only in the deluded, deranged mind of the fucking, of a, you know, CBC reporter does saying someone has conservative leanings is uh, a damning indictment. Good, uh, good morning. Uh, you're listening to the CBC. It's 10 a.m. and you're a racist. Uh, up next, we have uh, Quirks and Quarks. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I like Quirks and Quarks, but the... Uh, <laughs> let me just... I like science, but uh, what can I say? I'm an intellectual... I mean, you know, Michael Che came on and, you know, he did the impossible. He destroyed after Louis C.K. It's crazy, crazy. Michael Che was amazing, you know. He had this great, you know, he has this great bit about, you know, mental illness in the hood, which is, you know, the acceptance of mental illness, which is phenomenal. Then Bonnie yeah. McFarlane came out. She God, destroyed. That's a killer lineup. Jesus she, Christ. Yeah, she, she made called, fun of Louis. She called him a pervert. pervert. Yeah. Michael Che had this great line. She's like, uh, stop clapping. I only let him come out before me because I thought you still hated him. <laughs> it's great, man. Um, no, it was uh, it was amazing, man. It was amazing to watch. It was a sort of, it was a real thrill, you know. And uh, I don't know, it, it'd be the, from, and, and I'm sort of guilty of it as well because you seem in my head i genuinely thought that this was like all of this shit that people conduct online is somehow going to bleed into the the real world it might in all of the smaller places i better across the street of that vegan uh, bakery <laughs> probably uh, I, I, that doesn't sound so funny that sounds like an unsafe work environment not yeah. funny like me yeah um <laughs> not funny <laughs> you fucking pervert um, no, it was it, 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 there was nothing but love, man. The people were just we were all just giddy. We were just so grateful for for man. for the whole event that 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 happened. And it's just kind of sad that it kind of turned. And then Nate Bargatze closed out the fucking show. Holy shit! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Nate Bargatze. I can't believe, like you're you're there watching like the event of a lifetime. And meanwhile, I'm at home fucking watching. Uh, giant robot anime to, uh, and having a uh, existential crisis while doing so oh, I, i'm sure we'll have you'll have moments we'll have you know we'll get there too man you'll well, we'll I mean, have it was a pretty it was a good existential crisis yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a good night man it was a we um yes closed out and then we uh went to go have another meal came back what do we have for meals? I think I just walked over to um, uh, some sort of other pizza joint. Like every meal over there is like eight bucks, nine bucks. But fucking great, great food, man. Yeah. Great food. Did you go to the food. pizza place, by the way? Uh, Ray's? Ray, uh, Joe's, in, Joe's uh, yeah. in Manhattan? No, man. That was, uh, yeah, that was in Manhattan. We were in, we stayed in Brooklyn, Queens the whole time. But but we only went for one night for one day walking around the east village we didn't have enough time we want i would have liked to have spent the night in you know walked around at night time in the yeah. east village but we didn't get the opportunity to like some of the shows are hilarious. like the last show that we watched on saturday night was with uh, uh, so my fa- th- this was this was a great show you know we had jay big jay dan and dave smith 
uh, on the same bill. And, uh, you know, when Dave Smith went up, you know, Dan Soros killed, of course, Jay, great crowd work, just, you know, just hilarious. I mean, it, it's just a just a joy to watch all of them. And then, oh, did you guys catch the uh, the goddamn comedy jam? No, man, it was way too late in the night. Like, yeah, we were by twelve. I was I was done, man. I was beat because we were watching like back to back to back comedy. So imagine we didn't give ourselves a break because like a lot of these people sort of they you know people took some time you know to just take two hours three hours to just you know move away from the venue we didn't do that when we were sober yeah and we were watching like 12 hours of like back-to-back comedy so because i'm in my head as said these guys are never gonna come here like i don't i don't i don't think any of these guys are gonna make it to saint john i don't think like chuckles they're not gonna i don't i i i doubt it so i just said david tell if i to portland yeah, but Portland has a there's a, that's Portland Maine, man. That's yeah. not you know that's a that's at a comedy club. Yeah, but like, that's, that's accessible. Not, yes, and yes. It's, it's not a it's a state theater, but I get what you're saying. That's a city that regularly has actual comedians, but it's a, it's at least accessible. Yeah, it is accessible at least. So I I, I just didn't think I was like this is about ten years. This is about a decade's worth of comedy. Yeah. You know, I watched about 25 comedians, 25, 30 comedians that I would have gone to watch. I would have traveled to go watch them at individual shows, let alone on a show, like, let alone watching them back to back. Seems like Shane and Julie uh, missed their window to book Louis C.K. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Won't get Good them now. now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> some of the things, I mean, there were so, such yes. hilarious things. They're just going to have to settle for Cosby's furlough tour. <laughs> <laughs> this is one of the sets like it's a classic thing where we were watching the show and by the late in the night we uh, uh we uh <laughs> on the last show dave smith sh- dave smith came on and then there was a uh, you know one guy who was just fucked up he was just screaming oh, oh fuck i fucking love it love it and he was just clapping like an idiot and uh john should really hold us like yeah i know <laughs> but at just at that moment you know just a loud guy the bouncer walked past and he immediately looked at him and he's like he just uh immediately he f- shrunk into a sort of cocoon of embarrassment and then just got up and walked away because realizing that he was being too loud yeah. and then in his place you know three girls joined in sort of hot chicks and uh, as soon as Dave Smith went, I fucking love you. You're so fucking hot. And they just kept screaming at him. And no sh- no one said a damn thing to them. <laughs> Dave was trying to tell them to shut up. Try- he told them, he kept telling them, he had a joke about like hot girls thinking they-, they can do whatever they can. I know, right? And he kept saying, D- Dave kept saying, Yes, no, I'm. this joke is about people like you. And then one of the girls, she was so embarrassed for her friend, she had to, she put her hand over her mouth to get her from, to, to stop talking. This is fucking bananas. Yeah, and then, uh, yeah, we just went home. Fucking, I piled some a late night taco into my fat face. Uh, I had diarrhea the next morning, which is great. And uh, Sunday... Sunday was a lot of fun, man. We watched this thing called Capital Wrestling. Started it was like uh, pro wrestling. They set up the 
the uh, the main stage with uh, <laughs> with the with the pro wrestling. You would have loved it. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, they had. Uh, they, I mean, I was very far because I was waiting to get into Tuesdays with Stories, Mark Norman and Joe List's show. Uh, and uh, <laughs> oh, did you see what happened to Mark Norman uh, over the last couple with days? With Seinfeld, yeah. yeah the the shout out at a ball game or yeah, something. Yeah, it was like pretty that. good, man. That's cool. Yeah, that's like uh, you being shouted out by uh, Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> if only I was so lucky. Yeah, it's like you. It's like no one it's makes like, a cheese pizza like Brian. <laughs> yeah. It's like you being shouted out by Jared from Subway. <laughs> I do try to eat fresh. Yeah, uh, it's like you being shouted out by um, Precious <laughs> Gabriel. <laughs> 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 Based on the novel Push by Sapphire. <laughs> yes, right. Gabure <laughs> Sudebe. Um, yeah, so they set up a pro wrestling ring, and uh, one of the fun things that happened there was uh, they, uh, there was a, you know, like the Vince McMahon character. He comes out and he's like, there's all, it's it's a pro wrestling. So they were all like guys like booing, and yeah. she says, you know, we have to do things for diversity now, and so. As a result, we are going to make sure that we have to be more inclusive. And they bring out this tag team of, you know, quote-unquote feminists. They're wearing pussy hats and like the big glasses. And they come out with a, you know, with a board uh, hectoring the audience about what the correct pronouns are. And they're all, the whole crowd starts screaming, show us your pussy. Show us. <laughs> Hilarious. And then the guys we fucked girls like Corinne Fisher and Christina just, <laughs> just walk by me and they're just sort of shaking their heads. <laughs> um, Meanwhile, yeah. Clusterfest is just falling apart on the other side of the country. <laughs> Hilarious. Yeah, and then that that Sunday was great too, man. I got to watch Dave Attell twice. He did uh, Dave Attell. You get to talk to him much? Yeah, oh, no, yeah. That, that I mean... My my interaction with Atel was hilarious. We, I walk, I see him at the counter, and I, uh, I go. Uh, did Nathan mention me? No, he did not. <laughs> <laughs> Nathan McIntosh, you might I, have heard of him. He's Canadian. I, I, I'm just standing there in the lobby. And I'm just sort of looking around, for, waiting for the next show, and I see him, like right beside me, signing something. I was like, "Hey, Dave," and he's like. Hey, I said, I'm a, I'm a big, big fan, Dave. I suppose you want a picture. I said, I mean, I said, um, sure, sure, Dave. And then we go, all right, let's just go outside. Let's smoke a cigarette. And then he would go outside and he's, you know, he does the classic thing of trying to look for his, trying to look for his lighter. Yeah. And, you know, it's Dave Attell. So he's standing outside and everyone sees that it's Dave Attell and they just run over to him like he's, uh, you know. Like he's the hot girl at a bar. Yeah. Wow. Like all the lighters come out. You know, I I try to I try to pull my matches out and they immediately fall into traffic. <laughs> That's the most arv thing I've ever fucking heard. Wow. Oh, I had matches. <laughs> my fucking <laughs> gas station matches. Yeah, completely useless. And now. then he's like, "Oh, where are these from? <laughs> the Go Go Lounge." Um, <laughs> yeah, so he took his picture, and while they were taking his picture, my my picture, he uh, fucking uh, 
my the reason my eyes are closed is because he's roasting the guy who's taking the picture. He's like he keeps making fun of all the stupid people in San Francisco, and by stupid I mean, of course, gay people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I mean. Um, and uh, yeah, I watched him twice. It uh, at Skankfest, and he did, you know, forty five minutes of two forty five minute sets of completely different material. So it's phenomenal, you know. I've never seen anything quite like it. I mean, he's, of course, hilarious. Monroe Martin, excellent. Shane Gillis, if you haven't heard of him, man. Oh, go watch Shane, Shane Gillis. Yeah. Excellent. Martin Norman, I watched Martin Norman. He was great. And Joe List. It's so, it's so weird to see, like, uh, from their point of view, because, like, with the whole Jerry Seinfeld thing, because this has been going on for, I think, uh, two weeks now or something like that. Yeah. Since he met him. Like, uh, the way that it's being talked about is, like, uh, he hasn't made it, but, like, these are all the people that I fucking worship. Like, no. to me, like, they're they're the guys. Like, they're the guys who are breaking out right now or have already broken out. And, like, they're still not considered to be, like, brekouts yet because he, I, I guess, technically he's still opening for Amy Schumer. And no, I don't think like he that. is not anymore. No? No, I don't think so. I don't think well, he, he shouldn't be. Fuck. Yeah, I think he's doing his own thing now. Yeah, like he's uh, he's beyond that. Like it, it's it's great that she got him there. Like because she did support him quite a bit. She, uh, I think she put her name on his first Comedy Central special. Yeah, Amy Schumer presents. Yeah, the, and yeah. Then they'll do that to basically bring up people to they can fucking break through. But to to me, like he had already broken through. Yeah, I don't think if you're sort of particularly keyed in, you know, unless but, someone says so. I mean, maybe, maybe it does. I don't know. Maybe it's because we just pay attention to this anymore. shit. Yeah, because like he's not a household name. I, I get that, but I genuinely don't understand how things don't work. Because I think I saw this fucking Catherine Ryan special on Netflix the other day, and it was fucking the it's, it's horrible. Yeah, like Aziz's special is horrible. Like it's not. It, good it looks at horribly all. shot. Yeah, there's something <laughs> off with it, but. There's some uh, well, Matt Keenan's uh, review of it made me want to watch it even less. Yeah. So like, I learned a little something. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, that, that's why I watch fucking comedy special. I want to learn something. Shut the hell up. <laughs> um. Yeah, and then what? Corinne Fisher. She was very funny. Uh, got to watch a little bit of What's Your Fucking Deal? Jay's Jay O'Kristen's crowd work show. Tim Dillon was on it for a bit. Nice. Got to watch him. Um. Yeah, and then a few others. And, uh, yeah, then the closed out the night again, watching Kurt Metzger and, uh, Sam Merrill, Joe Mackey, and, uh, what's his name? Uh, Andrew Schultz towards the end of the night. And, uh, yeah, man, that was how I think I closed out. Sam Merrill was the last, uh, standup I watched before, uh, before I sort of packed it in. Nice. You know? God damn. That's a hell of a weekend. And then you got fucked again by the airport. And had to oh, yeah, we fucked again. They was like, yeah, you're, <laughs> we've given up your seats to other people. Please come back tomorrow. We sold, spent too, the night we sold too many seats. Sold too many. They overbooked the flight. So, again, we spent a night in New Jersey. I had the world's worst fucking pizza. Um, Did you go to the Bing? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I should have, man. That's not a real place. That can't. It be. is. It, that's a real fucking place. Mm. Like the. I, I mean, I think now it's become like Sopranos style, like oh. a touristy thing. But is it? Is it a? There, it's a touristy strip club. I think so. I think. I, if I'm, not, I, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure it is. I, even Satriali's, I think, is a is a real. I, I, it's. 
real as real as the Seinfeld diner is the Seinfeld yeah. diner isn't really oh yeah I knew I knew about that but like can I go into the Bada Bing and not only see titties but buy like a Tony Soprano mask or... I think so something there's something like that it's some sort of or like it's an, turned into a... a variety of HBO t-shirts while I'm getting, having someone grind on my crotch hopefully <laughs> Yeah. Daenerys, that's what she she that's what she does now. Yeah, that's <laughs> that last season wasn't kind to her. <laughs> no. She's um, like, where can I buy a Deadwood t shirt <laughs> after this song? <laughs> um Yeah, no man, it was uh it was uh you know, it's New York City, man. It's a great trip. Oh man, I've been talking for a long time. But um Yeah, this, this is gonna be a long one. I yeah. Think. Yeah, it was a fun. It was a fun. It, it it's not for everyone, I don't think, man. You know, three days York? of comedy. Well, yeah, no, that twelve that, hours. That is an awful lot of comedy. Like I, I will say, like I, I never thought of it like that. But that that sounds exhausting and exhilarating at the same time. Yeah, if you can handle those two things at the same time, then yeah, definitely go. If if you like comedy, it's it's about the closest there is to Woodstock of comedy. That yeah. at least. You know, it seems like the most important festival, like from where I come for where I approach. Because it's organized by comedians. Yeah. Right. It's not. There's no industry there. It's just organized by comedians for the fans. Well, that's like fucking Clusterfest in San Francisco, organized by Comedy Central. Uh, Just problems all weekend. It was going on at the same time. Anything I've heard of coming out of Clusterfest is just like organizational problems or just like fucking people not being there or shit not working. Like just just being a a horror show. Like the the best thing that I've heard that came about it is Patton Oswalt had a good set. Yeah. I mean, you, you, you also get a sense that there's no... Like when you remove these kinds of industry types and the people who book the bookers and the agents and, you know, if you just turn it like comics and fans, like even amongst the comics, there's very rarely, I never saw any indication that there was any rivalry. That yeah. It seemed like as though it was It was just, every, like it was just love, it's, man. And you didn't, you, people just love comedy. People, even if they, someone had a bad set, it was still funny because they still, it was funny to just watch someone bomb. Yeah. I didn't really watch anyone bomb, but, even if they did, it was fine. It didn't feel a. Pre- it didn't feel like something bad had happened. You know, yeah. it didn't feel embarrassing. It seems attainable too. Like uh, probably not to you or I, but no, because what what is attainable is the mood. I yeah. think. I think. I think it is possible to think that there is there is a. Po- well, it uh, is possible to have. They will take too. all. Like they will look at all entrance. Basically, like if, if there's no entry fee, yeah. uh, and if Lewis is true to his word like he will look at your thing even if you didn't make it into skank fest which is fine i mean i might not ne- i think in your what was I, I think what i learned was at least that that that, that it is possible to that, that comedy can be just be good just for its for for its own sake you know yeah even though these people might not go anywhere they might not get any at least you know, for the moment, just between two, like a group of people and another group of people, like the comics and the people who like comedy, you know, that moment can be pure, and it is. That's all it know, needs to be. That, yeah. That's all it needs to be, and yeah. whether it's them that's no one... doing it or someone else that's doing, it, I mean, for once, it felt like as though comedy was at the center of something rather than at the rather than at the fringes, and it was. 
and it was pure you know like the 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 sentiment was pure no one was a dick to one anyone i yeah, I've, i've been to like i've been to music festivals where i've always been encountered with some dick some sort of violent encounter and these were sort of happy dippy nice people festivals and this was supposed to be the gathering of assholes or alt right or whatever the fuck toxic masculinity and never yeah. i never saw any sort of weirdness happening and as the days went on i was like this place is being packed. like there were more and more and more women in that in that place as the days went on it was very odd you know o- only odd because of the perception that sort yes, of tainted yes, everything yes yes that's what i mean like cuz initially yeah. it started off with, oh this is just a bunch of dudes but as it went on man i mean i saw it i don't know i i felt that there was nothing but there was just nothing but good people who just enjoyed comedy who were there to entertain people and they got like, it was a mutual sort of relationship like we were energizing each other i think in in yeah. some sort of sort of sad sort of happy way because i think the comics feel it too right like they feel like as though everyone hates them and everyone's after them and they have no idea well, that there's a whole group of people the way you describe so louis many- coming out that that that's a perfect analogy for yeah. that like he he didn't know what to expect and was like shocked and then elated by a room full of people that loved him yeah like they like or just broke the spell of it we don't hate you man yeah. no we don't hate you there's no there's no hate here there's all of those people all of that shit that happened on the internet that's all just people just cosplaying just imagine them having you know argument think of someone having an argument about you know where to find the last you know where to find their pokemon go right yeah. having an argument about pokemon go imagine Which I redownloaded feel- because my Beautiful. kid made me but yeah but imagine <laughs> trying to get upset about not finding a pokemon in king square would you can you find can you find it in yourself to be upset about that no no <laughs> so that that's exactly how you should how you should treat the outrage all this other sort of outrage about the entertainment industry on the internet that's that's it's 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 cosplay man yep. it's all just make believe yes. it's it's not it's not real it's people playing a game to look like the goodest guy <clears throat> yeah they don't they, they're not actually outraged they can't be outraged and they can't be outraged because about this and what first of all they don't know what happened they because they, they don't care what they happened yeah and they, they would have never been there why lie about it right first of all you don't know what happened you lied about what happened and you and what's more i don't think you care about the truth oh they absolutely lie because in in the the video that lewis had and that was the video that every publication used yeah. as a reference there are clearly fucking chairs there yeah and when uh, you have a bunch of fucking morons going on like oh a standing ovation in a uh, room without chairs yeah that's a stretch that's a That's that takes a lot of mental gymnastics. There were fucking chairs there. Well, there were lots of chairs there. Like it, and it went on for fuck like you said fucking 3 or 4 minutes. They would never have known. Yeah. Like it uh, I I don't know. Like it, it, it it's not even it's, it's infuriating but it's not even infuriating, you know what I mean? It's like a, knowing the truth is uh elating, but it's still a little bit infuriating. Well, it's a, the, the thing is that you can't agree. yeah what i'd say is that if you find yourself infuriated just imagine these people as they they're having an argument about they're having an argument about video game characters they yeah. don't they're not having an argument about real life 
So if you can find yourself angry about people having an argument about whether or not, uh, you know, the Phantom Menace is better than fucking The Last Jedi, you know, maybe if you can find if you can find it in yourself to be i'm actually impressed you remembered the actual titles of those two (laughs) yeah i don't know i just if you can imagine in yourself to be really outraged by that you know by two people having an argument about the you know about fictional things that don't it doesn't really mean anything yeah then 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 maybe then the whether or not they lie they lie about something they don't know about and they don't care to know about and you know one of the things that's interesting about this sort of thing is that you you wonder well if they're lying about this and if you don't care about this at least it taught me as like what else are you lying about what else could you possibly be lying about because this is so blatantly Fucking children obvious. on jeffrey epstein's plane <laughs> what but but this is so plainly obvious that you could have corroborated all of this yeah you could have easily found out whether or not any of this was true, but you didn't. You didn't care to. No, they you didn't care to. Find it's out a narrative that they want to run because it suits fucking Hannah Gadsby's uh, assault on. Now I'm getting into conspiracy theories. Yeah, that's and good. I'm embarrassing. That's myself. good. <laughs> All right. This isn't working. No. <laughs> this podcast is working though. Well, oh, yeah. No, this was a good one. It was a long one. Yeah. So uh, what what do you got coming up? Nothing, man. Nothing. What uh, are you? I'm actually gonna be in Halifax next Monday. Cool. What uh, are you doing? Mega Comedy Mondays. Cool. I got a few days off. I was gonna go down to see my brother and reach out to Martin, see if there's room on the show, and you got me on. Cool, dude. And uh, I, uh, you or the uh, roast battle thing, uh, Trevor Muxworthy's one. I got that on the nineteenth. I'm gonna be going against uh, Danger Dan Terrio. Oh, okay. I haven't written a single joke yet. Nineteenth, <laughs> you got you got three to write. You can, I'm sure you can come up with. Oh, three. oh yeah, I can find three. Diabetes, ponytail. Yeah, it's like a fucking, gauges. Come on, it's like a hip. You got three. You got three punchlines already. He lost insulin before it was cool. There you go. <laughs> Bam. All right. We well, got that uh, three guys in a car thing coming up, but I don't think that's still August. Yeah, something. I don't know. Uh, yeah, okay. Not worth talking What a about. brilliant, brilliant name for a fucking comedy show. Three, three guys. funny guys in a car. That's not even on. The, he didn't. I don't know did why. Did John pick that? Or no. The fucking organizer did. Oh, the the uh, the fundraising only. Good organizer. Lord. Anyway. Comedy, everyone. We're gonna. We're oh, gonna that, I had a great interaction with Normand, Mark Normand. Uh, uh, like, hey, Mark. He's like, ah. No, I was like, hey, Mark, big fan. Been jonesing for that hang, though. And he's like, aha, comedy. Because <laughs> 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 like, like a perfect. Like, it's a, exactly the interaction that you want to have with Mark Normand. And then Kurt Metzger yelled at me. But he's. But he's <laughs> the fuck are you doing? <laughs> so I'm standing in the lobby and. I was waiting for another, obviously, just waiting for another show. And uh, suddenly, uh, what's his name? You know, I see Kurt Metzger and Michael Che talking to each other. And right. I'm sub- I was like, I'm just going to gather up some courage and tell Michael Che how great he did. And then tell Kurt about how gr- how much I love his, you know, his N-word joke. Uh, and just then, uh, Jimmy Martinez... Uh, has gets into this uh, argument with uh, what's her name? It's the lady. Uh, she's a 
black she's a writer on the comedy she's a on uh, the daily show she's this black writer i only say black because uh, that's a descriptor she it's was a descriptor it's only african-american it's important to the story for what i'm about to say and they start screaming at each other and then and then Michael Che tries to step in, try to break it up. And she's like, you can't let him talk to me like that. And then he's fucking, you fucking Leonard Roots looking fucking bitch. And he's screaming at her. And Michael Che is trying to break it up. And I was like, oh, wow, that's weird. And then Kurt Metzger standing right next to me. And I said, oh, K- Kurt. I looked to him and I said, man, I'm a big fan. Uh, I love your stand And it's like that n-word joke was hilarious and he looks at me he's like now is not the time and he's like, <laughs> <laughs> okay that might be just, the greatest thing that ever happened <laughs> then he just walks away <laughs> completely justified in being yelled at now is not the time <laughs> you dumb fuck <laughs> I'm an idiot. truly am an idiot <laughs> Anyway. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. <laughs>